This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the podcast, this is the show where I chat with a different musician every episode. And for this one, I'm chatting with OK Matt Collins, who recently put out his debut EP called Everything's Changing, which featured songs such as Let the Waves Crash Over Me, which sounds like this. Matt also has a band called Wolves, which he plays in. I'll leave the links to both Wolves and OK Matt Collins in the description of this episode. But we might as well just jump into the chat with Matt. So we have Matt Collins, also known as OK Matt Collins, because he's okay today, I assume. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me. Not a problem, not a problem. I think we'll start by talking, as usual, about the new EP um, you got coming out. Well, once this episode's out, it'll already be out. But for us, I think it's this Friday. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've had a, I've had a listen to it a couple of times and it's good stuff, my man. Oh, cheers. <laughs> yeah. What I wanted to talk about, um, like you're also in this, this other band called Wars, um, which is more of a rock thing compared to this it's just more acoustic oriented with the kind of writing of the t- between the two different projects do you have different influences that you draw from definitely so okay matt collins is probably just the most direct way of writing like uh it basically that's how i wrote it and that's how it it pretty much sounds when i write it is is what you hear on the record it's because right. I, I end up playing the drums i end up playing the bass on it and everything so it's like it's pretty much how I want it to sound or at least within right. what I'm capable of doing, it's what, what mm. I want it to sound like. Whereas Wharves, you have to sort of write something and see if it will kind of fit with. So there, there might I might write, I might have like eight ideas and one of them can fit in the Wharves sort of realm or I have to reimagine an idea that I've got that will fit in with Wharves a bit. Um, okay. Like that's if I if I write it and then come to the table with something. But a lot of stuff with Wharves is very collaborative and very like we right. just jam on something until we're like, oh, that's really cool. We like hit record on the phone and then we explore that idea and then yep. I'll then um, sort of figure out what I'm trying to say in it or figure out, you know, what's the chorus, what's the – and then slowly build it. So it's a bit more like, yeah, jammy and collaborative and, and – right very open to the other three guys, their sure. opinions and things, yeah. Yeah. So when you're writing these, um, like you said, these more acoustic ones that um, a lot of them end up on the solo stuff, uh, do, do you know at the time when you're writing that they're probably going to, where they'll end up? Yeah, like I try not to do it in the moment of writing it, but mm-hmm. probably very soon after it, I'm like, oh, sure. that's 
that's not really appropriate for wharves or right. it'd have to be we'd have to change it a little bit to fit in with wharves um and same right. same going it's like it might be a bit too weird for okay mark collins and be like oh this is a good wharves track kind of thing because we can get a bit more creative and different with it right something uh, I, I thought when I was first listening to it was um, had these kind of uh, this is the OK Matt Collins stuff um, that it had this at first I was thinking Jeff Buckley kind of vibes and then I was thinking Radiohead yeah and yep. then I read your press thing and those names are there <laughs> I nailed it yeah well, that, that's funny because like I've I, like I always, like no matter what I'm music I'm releasing I always find it a little bit hard to pin it down to like yeah. that but those are the ones mm. that come to mind even like early powder finger as well I, right. I sort of i feel like i sound a bit like that yeah yeah but they're like definitely like that i was very i, I was like actually aiming a bit at sort of grace um i wanted to be sure. pretty pretty raw and when i when i perform live and have a band i really try and sort of fit in with that power trio sort of that that right. jeff buckley had and mm. um and even like older bands like Cream and Hendrix and stuff like that, I, I kind of like the freedom that a trio has. So, yeah, that Grace album is just a perfect example of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, you're, I hope, like Jeff Buckley, you, you reach great heights. I, I hope, it, <laughs> hope it doesn't end the same, obviously, but yeah. I hope, I hope <laughs> when, whenever you release your first album, hope it is as critically acclaimed. So... Like you're mentioning live shows, you're doing like a you plan to do kind of this trio thing. Uh, have you been able to do any live shows for the OK Matt Collins stuff? Not a lot in that sort of formation. It's it's been probably about a year since I've done like a trio gig. Um, right. But I do a lot of um, sort of Gold Coast based um, solo gigs, and they're not uh, they're not exclusively original gigs. They sort of um, will be a mix of covers and. And right. originals and a bit longer, not not sort of yeah, not really like the perfect iteration of of what I'd imagine the project, but it's it's something right. that sort of still pushes me along as as a musician, and I, I like enjoy learning a lot of different music, and also it generates income as well, which is good. It'd be good if it was the original gigs that made you all the money. Exactly. <laughs> what you gonna do? One day, one day. But we're doing like kind of the more cover gigs. Do you do you learn anything from? Because I've heard people say, I think it was like Bruno Mars said once that, like when he was starting off, he'd do a lot of covers. This is kind of like even from like a younger age, and that kind of taught him like how it felt to like sing the different songs, and that he could incorporate that into his writing. So he knew what he had to do when he wrote a song. Do you find that at all? Yeah, well, I always, every time I learn a song, I, I'm like, oh, that's why, like, you just learn all these little clever yeah. things that they put in, the key changes, the mm. the chord length, uh, bar lengths, the, uh, the rep, use of repetition, like the hooks, and you kind of realize why a song is so good when you actually sit, like, really get to the nuts and bolts of it, and um mm. Yeah, and like, yeah, I, I, I'm like a sucker for song structure, and and yeah, like I love just songwriting in general. Every time I hear a song, I don't, I don't know, like I enjoy the song, but I'm always breaking it down to like it's like right. what were they thinking when they wrote it? Though I'm like, oh, you know, they were mm. they had this idea and they exploited the hook really well, and they set it up 
you know, in the first bar, you hear that little glimpse of the hook and then that's why it that comes yep. back in the chorus and you're already primed for it. So you hear it for the first time, but you already know it. And so there's just heaps of that stuff when you, when you learn. And yeah, for a while I wasn't learning any new songs for the, for the like covers gigs and you found it get a bit boring, but if I keep introducing new songs all the time, um, it's a lot more fun. Yeah, it can be, if you're doing them a lot, it can be real repetitive and a bit soul sucking at times. Yeah, and it's funny as well. Like I find the every time I introduce a song to the set, I I get the best reaction from the audience because right. I think I enjoy playing it more. Like there's mm. some songs that when I first put them in the set, like the audience would always just like stop what they're doing and just like really tune in. They're like, oh, this is right. really cool, really good cover. Now when I do that same song because I'm sick of it, They'll just, you know, if they're like having dinner and listening or something, they'll just mm. keep keep eating kind of thing. But then it'll be like the new song that I introduced for the first time. They'll be like, oh, wow, like, you know, yeah. I heard this song done like this or they, they're like, oh, this guy is good at singing or something. I don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I suppose it's just um, even if it's like unconscious by you, it's just the energy that you put exactly. across, I would suppose. Yeah. And even like there might be like depending on how old the songs you're playing, are for you from when you learnt them, I mean. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. you've 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 learnt like new stuff, like like how to arrange your own versions better, even. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, back to the EP, everything's changing. Also with this, you're supporting a charity. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, like just as I've gotten a bit older and been doing it a long a bit music a bit longer, I sort of trying to just in general with my life as well, just trying to be a bit more altruistic and, and mm-hmm. do music for the sake of music rather than making money and and but also um, using whatever platform I have to to benefit others. And um, I found a really great cause called the uh, Great Koala National Park. It's um, the biggest, mm-hmm. it'll be the biggest section of land that will remain wild for koalas in Australia. And um, they're raising money to be able to push the government to out, like make it a national park. So they right. need more more money for science and research, and you know, just backing up their claim that, that it's got what it's going to do, what it's set out to do. Um, so yeah, uh, for, um, I've made these DIY cassettes. Actually, I might have one. I don't have a cassette in it, but it's. I don't know if anyone cool. can see this. Will anyone see this? Is it? No, is it? but we, we oh. can explain it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've made my own cassettes. And they um, are for sale. Like um, people can find them if they just go to my Instagram and there's okay. link, links from there. Um, but I'm donating 50% that I make from that to the charity and also just wanting to shine a light on that charity and also raise some money separately as well. So I've donated a bit of money as well and cool. friends and family have as well. So, yeah, I just wanted to partner that with it. So it's not just, you know, even music isn't always selfish, but it sometimes feels a little bit like of a selfish pursuit. So I just sure. wanted to sort of pair it with something that's not just about me. Yeah, definitely. That's um cool thing you're doing there. I'll have to buy me a cassette that I'll never be able to listen to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nice to look at. I don't have a single cassette in my collection. I've mm. um I have a bunch of records and no record player. So um I might as well own cassettes as well. That's my thinking. Like everyone everyone's like well, who has a cassette player? I'm like who has a vinyl player that yeah, they yeah. even people like I have a vinyl player and I probably use it once a month. Like Yeah. yeah. I love vinyl, don't get me wrong, but it's just when you have access to a digital 
version mm. when you've got a Bluetooth device or something. It's just so much easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't get me wrong. I love a good vinyl night where you sort of share stories and you sit down yeah. and really sort of give it a hundred hundred percent of your attention. But I think it's the same thing. People vibe vinyl because it looks cool and you get a piece mm. of that. And it's also collector's items as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've got some great ones that like went from bands that um I follow. Like I, I got a bad dreams one once and it was a misprint. And so right. it was like there was because it's a person's face, but their face was like to the right and then their neck was like on the other thing and it was like a full like bad print. And then the so it's yeah. like a really it's like a full collector's item. I think they only printed like a hundred of them and then everyone else right. got normal ones. So I've got this like rare bad print. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, it's good to also, have those ones. Also signing the cassettes as well, like with an okay. individual message. So I'll um or an indi- like I'll whoever buys them I'll I'll thank them individually on it. Cool. No, that's dope. And with records, you can't take them out for a jog. You can take a cassette out for a jog if you've got exactly. The right player. Yeah. So that's yeah. the incentive incentive to buy that, yeah. and also to help charity. Who doesn't want to help help koalas? Yeah. Yeah. So this is we're doing this mainly to chat about the kind of solo stuff, but I wanted to we, we touched on a little bit, but with the wolf stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I, I listened to uh, a bit of that as well, leading leading up to our chat, and also very cool. I love the rangey. Like when I was first, so I'd heard the solo stuff first, and can't remember what the first song I listened to, but you started singing really low at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Like, Man, just sounds like a completely different dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, am I listening to the right band? But like as it goes, you can tell it's you. But yeah, what what are the kind of influences? For, for that project for you? It's pretty wide for that, but I, I, I feel like we slot in with uh, like the mid-2000s sort of Arctic Monkeys, Strokes, Queens of Stone Age, Dope. that kind of indie rock movement. But then like because they were really inspired by like Talking Heads and Joy Division and things like that, we sometimes get compared to that. And I guess um, I do sing with like a baritone in, a lot of war stuff as well. They, mm. you know, people will say uh, sound a bit like Bowie, uh, like his sort of crooner sort of stuff. Um, nice. So, but yeah, we, we literally listen to everything. Like our our new the stuff that we've sort of been writing the last sort of twelve months and what's come out is a bit more dance inspired. Yeah, almost like psyche dance um, stuff. So oh, we always have a lot of guitar work. Like uh, me and the guitarist, um, I feel work really well. Mm-hmm. We we know how to sort of be quite creative with it rather than just we yeah we rarely play a chord really like it's all very elaborate what we do with the guitar and we try and keep right. out of each other's way so if someone's quite being adventurous and got a lot of wet tones with reverb and and delay the other one will be quite dry and jagged and right. or warmer and and while and then vice versa so like I'm pretty sure in a, in a whole set of wharves uh, Mike our guitarist doesn't play a chord like it's all just right riffs and melodies and 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 things like that and he he's extremely creative and very talented yeah i think he's one of the best guitarists in in australia yeah it's good to hear that um the, the kind of staying out of each other's way while, while you're playing because i suppose a lot of musicians can the ego can, can take control and they go i want to play the flashy thing yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And if you get too many people playing flashy things, it is, I don't know, starts a fire. Yeah, yeah. And I also 
always think like there's just like a muddiness when two guitarists mm. play the same thing or like the, yeah. in the same sort of sound spectrum and uh, or tone spectrum as well. Yeah. It, it can add a bit of power and obviously a lot of recordings have like overdubbed guitars for sort of mm-hmm. thickness and stuff. But, yeah, it's a lot more fun when you, you can kind of push the instrument to its limits and yeah. also be respectful of other people in the the band or respectful to the to the sonic space kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, all about the music, not about <laughs> not about you. Exactly. The song plays you or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you always serve the song. Like, mm. That's like a good way to to I think write and record. Mm, definitely. And how how long have you guys been together? Fair while now, it's like 5 or so years. Yeah, so um yeah, we've had some Amazing ventures. I was actually going back through our Instagram and like just like looking at us in Europe and the UK and I don't know, just like seeing different periods. It's like just the this the visual storyboard mm. of the band and I was like it I don't know, just brought back great memories. And um yeah, we've been through a lot together and enjoying the project more than ever mm. as well. So Yeah, amazing. That, and that's the main thing. Yeah, of course. So I suppose this next question it could Either go to either project, but um, is there any anything that you're working on at the moment, kind of for future releases, anything like that? Yeah, so um, pretty much today I sent off. Yeah, I did I sent off a track for mastering for Wharves, and mm-hmm. we're, we're planning on releasing that on the tenth of December. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a quick sort of turnaround and mm. just a summer dance song kind of thing cool. but yeah it sounded cool like like really proud of it and it took a lot longer to make because um two of the guys live in new south wales actually right yeah actually yeah so one's in lismore one's in lennox one's uh, lennox head one's in um tweed heads slash cool and gatter and then i'm in like miami mermaid um in the gold coast mm-hmm. and so yeah we we hadn't seen each other until about two weeks ago since the start of July um, because of, yeah, strict border things and lockdowns and stuff over in New South Wales. So, yeah, like it's been really good to get back together and plan some things together and write. and Yeah, dope. Well, I'm looking forward to that track as well. So much to listen to. When you got two two projects, it's um, it's taking up all my time, man. (laughs) (laughs) I've got got things to do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm excited. For everything coming out yeah thanks heaps for for doing this today no worries no thanks for having me i really yeah really appreciate it and um a fan of the podcast so it's cool. oh thank you thank you finally i've got a fan <laughs> you're who that one listener is <laughs> Thanks for listening and thank you to Matt for chatting with me. Don't forget to check out OK Matt Collins wherever you buy or stream music and go check out his socials as well along with the socials for Life on Music. And if you did enjoy this episode, you can follow or subscribe wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. And if you're feeling that slight more kindness in your heart, you can also leave a rating or review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, that is. But that is all for this episode. Until the next one, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.